I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse doorman. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. Oh, right. Well, Maya. Maya. Um, that's throwback throwback really throwback. recent really up to date we always call up ourselves we're current we're obviously so current it's crazy um we're just like finger on the pulse pop pops culture princess princess queens. poppies princess poppies um what what a, what a week i'm exhausted i'm um, so tired i think i aged two years but you know what's gonna happen the holidays will bring me back oh my god you're gonna be refreshed and replenished yeah. i'm looking forward to coasting for the next month and a half yeah worky things are just gonna be kind of like calm yeah with holidays. my industry settling down too i don't think i don't think there's really anything to other than some bookings here and there but there's yeah. it's not like what it was you know for sure so. Well, I mean, listener, welcome to Hi. another episode of I Want to Be a Rich Bitch. Uh, Sarah, this week, how have you been a rich bitch? Okay. How have I been a rich bitch this week? Well, we always talk about, like, not just money, but how to holistically, you know, manifest things and that are good. Body rich bitch. Body rich bitch behavior. And um, I have been dressing up. I've been showing up. I've been in bougie places. I've made myself like be, the holiday season to me, Christmas especially, is so invigorating that now that New York is becoming a winter wonderland, I'm doing really fun extravaganza things like going to um, cool bars that are like, it's Christmas. Drink this bougie eggnog and get your life, you know? You know, I love some eggnog. Me too. And there's, no, there's vegan everyone. eggnog now, which is amazing. It tastes it's exactly sh- the same because it's so... Schmegnog. Schmegnog. <laughs> no. Schmegnog. Um That sounds oddly dirty. It sounds disgusting. Schmegnog. sounds filthy, filthy. And I drink it. Um, yes. Uh, um, so yeah, I've been doing a lot of things that kind of are enriching my life. I also feel like too, I'm, I'm reading books about wealth, but also about, uh, health is wealth. So it's like manifesting, going to bed and being like, everything that is coming to me is for my greatest good. It is for my health, my wealth. I am growing exponentially, not only, uh, as a human being, but I'm growing, um, wealth wise, I'm growing. My health is a wonderful because typically, to be honest, like there's this whole mentality that like being sick is normal or like having a problem is kind of normal. When in reality, we should all be feeling great. So let's manifest that, babe. God damn. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I feel like that's never been something I've been because, like, as a woman, too, like every month we're like, you know, it's like, <laughs> but also like, I don't have to be like that. There's ways, there's, there's things I can do to feel my best all the time. What am I doing for my health to feel just awesome all the time? Because being sick is not the normal program. The program is to feel great. Absolutely. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm putting my mindset. May we all follow that trajectory for 2024. Yeah. Wow. That's coming. Girl, Thank I God, can't. 23 needs to be. 2023 needs to be. She has been a. Fucking she has cunt. been. She's old yeller. We need to put her down. <laughs> <laughs> I love her to death. I'm, I want to manifest that like it's total wash, but like it isn't. So many wonderful, quote unquote, difficult things have happened this year. Life changing. Life changing things have happened. Hard, difficult, difficult, life changing things. Struggle. Struggles, but um, and people's mental health, you know, has been on the worst. You know, there are events. You know, I've I've also been thinking too, and I'm, we'll get into why you're a rich bitch. Just a second. I'm sorry, I didn't mean you're to good. like take, take this from time. you. Um, but showing up has been hard for people. I've gone to things where like before, the show up ratio was gigante, and now it feels like it's like people are just like, no, I'm good. I just don't want to do it because the mental health situation is not good. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of us need a little bit of time to burn recover out. from We're the burn last out. three years. Yeah, I, is, is it burnout or is it just like I am? I, like, I'll speak I for mean, me. I feel burnout. <laughs> very, very same. But collectively, I don't know if it's burnout. I think it's just kind of like debating, not debating, but I guess weighing what's worth it and what's not. Right. So that we don't get burned out. Right. It's the whole like I don't need to do that. 
I don't want to do that. Right. How no, I get this, that. How is this enriching me now? No, I love that. See, I love that though. That I like. Yeah. It's the stuff that's good for you that you know this would probably help somebody who's going through a hard time. Yeah. Isn't doing it. I think it's because we are all on that precipice of either being burnt out, almost burnt out, da 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 da. I feel like, and that's okay to get burnt out. Let's be real. Who wouldn't be burnt out with the news, with the, with the strike, with the, uh, I mean, to Just be honest, survival, mental health epidemic. I've and not to get super dark, but I I think I've lost in the last two years four or five people to suicide that I know very well. Or that my my boyfriend knows, or there's a family member, or there's a data, and I think um, we need to be aware that it's been a really hard time. And I think what what I love about this time of year, and some people it's very hard too. So I know that's a privilege to feel that way. But what I love about this time time of year is it slows down. Yes. And we need to take that slowdown, and we need to be okay with it. I'm fine with it. Well, and also this is going to be. The first, no, maybe second year, second year in a row where like this time of year for me is a slowdown. Right. Because, because you were before, doing gigs. Before it was, this was the nonstop time of year. Right. You hit Christmas week and then it is a ghost town until yeah. spring. Yeah. And I don't, I hated living that existence. It was so difficult mm. because you get into this really unhappy, like scarcity mindset of like, this is all the money I'm going to make until spring. Right. Cause and you've so got the gig work. Like, yeah. Right. And so then you just kind of squirrel away and hide for like you hibernate for a couple months. Right. So I'm glad to be out of that. And that's probably how I've been a rich bitch lately myself. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Have so, you been a rich bitch? So we have, we have our nine to fiver. We love. Yes, we yeah. So grateful. So I cannot stress enough how grateful I am mm-hmm. for this. And it's really given me, <clears throat> a throwback Thursday moment to when I was 20 years old doing the same thing because right. the holidays around this time of year in this environment are super chill, like weeks of nothing. Yes, God. And it's, I can feel myself being a little bit burned out just from all the changes that have been happening over the last two months. For oh my me. gosh. Yeah. But like sitting at my desk and just being like, you need me to book a flight. Oh, no problem. Happy to do it. Love that. And how much are you paying me to do this? Even better. Even So, better. like, that on top of also getting back into, and I know these are two juxtaposing statements, but getting back into, like, that's what work is like. And it's just very chill. There's only three or four people on my whole team in my wow. whole department. Wow. And it's very camaraderie and nice and communicative. Ugh. Um, I'm an over-communicator in, in a workplace, and so are the people I'm working with, which I love. Love. And I don't view it as micromanaging at all. It's no. just like, this is what I want. This is what I need. Great. Didn't we find out last time want, your Mercury was also Virgo? Yes. That's a communicate. Mercury is how we communicate, and Virgo is the biggest communicator. Perfect. There you go. Sorry. There we just go. Keep going. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm I just need, like, me too. I need Why the is star that the charts. Oh, and then I'm like, oh, it's the same. I need yeah. the star charts of all, of all the people I work with. Yeah. Um, but then also leaving work and rushing home to do a podcast interview yeah. or to take a meeting or to meet with you and Sasha yeah. about pilot TV series bookie <laughs> things. And like, it's, it's been every day this week. I leave work. I come home. I have a meeting. I yeah. leave work. I come home. I interview on a podcast. I leave work. I come home. I have a meeting and a podcast. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Yeah. And especially this time of year, I love it because I don't feel like I'm missing out on going out anywhere. Right. It's cold. I don't want to be outside. Yeah. So like, except for today. Today is like 50s and We're the so sun excited. just We're excited. We're going to go be bougie. We're not going to say where because stalkers We're just and be creepy people. Bougie. Um, we're going to be bougie. We're going to go out. It's yeah. It's going to be great. We love. Um, but it's just, um, it feels good again. I think I've said on this on this podcast before that I relish being breakneck busy. Right. And so even though my work day isn't like busy in the traditional sense that I'm talking about, which is like running all over the place and doing errands nonstop and going from place to place to place because you're needed. Mm -hmm. I still get to like leave work, come home, be expected to be on a zoom somewhere for something that I'm doing. Right. And it really is what I anticipated and what is now showing itself to be true where I get to have the best of both worlds. I'm making real adult money in corporate world. Yeah. And then I get to come home and there's still plenty of time for me to sit around and be creative and bang some pots and pans and make the things that I want to make. Yeah. And it just feels like 
Again, we've talked about this. I wouldn't go back and change a thing because my life would be a totally different life. You'd be a different person. I'd be a different person. But it really is kind of like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. If you're a creator and you're Mm -hmm. making things, Mm -hmm. get the nine to five. (laughs) Get the money. It's it's wonderful. And it feels good. It's cathartic to have like the expectation of the day roll out. Being like, I know exactly how today's going to go. I'm going to be at my desk. At my little decorated cubicle with mm-hmm. my with my higher up management people, mm-hmm. and then at five o'clock I get to close my laptop and go home, and then talk about good what I want to do. Shit. Yeah. yeah, it's been wonderful. I've had great meetings all week. We both have, yeah, um, together and separately. Yep, and it just feels right. the The balls are moving mm-hmm. in all the right directions. I agree. Which is forward. That's right, and I think I agree with all of that. I mean. Um, I think you found, and I think it probably was probably the best way for most people to be creative. And I think you found the path forward for me. Yeah. And, and, and for most people, I think they're, I, I agree. I don't want to speak for those people. Be, and, but I've, I've, but I think that is a, a quicker way of having funds quick, faster and being able to do it. Like I had to create my own business and then do other stuff to do it. Right. And, and work in, in ways that. Then I created, like, I have a list now of people that I can just, I, I, I don't know. There's other ways to do it, but I think what you're describing is the, I think the most clear, is yeah. the most, um, this is the way to get a, get a good nine to five where you feel not, like, on edge all the time. Get one where you feel supported and you're in a safe space and you, and you like where you're at. And then you can take that money and make amazing things. Yeah. As soon as I pay off some of this credit card Okay, situation. yeah, sure, sure, right, sure, right, absolutely. Right, right, right. Right. But, but that'll happen. It'll happen faster than it would have if I was still gigging. Oh, my gigging. God, yeah. It would not, not happen very fast. Fuck. <laughs> what would it happen? I mean, that's what got me into this mess, ha- so. Hello? <laughs> um, no, but I think you found your path forward, and I think that's, that's, to me, I'd say a good percent of the populations that are creatives, instead of being worn out at a bar, instead of being worn out at certain things, which we both have done before. Yep. Um, I did it for a short period of time, my early 20s, and it just is not it for me. Um, at no Tino shade, because there's some dank-ass bartenders who are like making so much money and are happy. That's fine. Facts. Love that. Um, but I think for creatives, that whole... I want to take away the shame, and we've talked about this, of having a 9-to-5 while being creative. I think that's yes. so dumb. Well, people... I don't think it's so much shame. I think it's, it's more... I think it's more scarcity and fear. Yeah. I don't think it's shame per se because everyone that I've told about this job has been like, Oh work, you know, like oh, straight to the top bitch. Right. Which is what I do. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I mean, think it's someone more working so another like, thing that's not creative to whether, cause we, right, that's but, been a historically thing to, that people that feel point, like, Oh, what's, what is that? What oh, are they you're doing? giving up. Blah, yeah. Blah. It's dumb. No, I, it's again, I think it's scarcity and fear because they're like, Oh, well I, if I'm not doing what I want to be doing 24 hours a day, then it, that's not who I am. So it's not like, true. No, like, no. Are you a full time? Are you a bartender? I'm sitting on a couch right now talking to you. If, am I not an actor because I'm talking to you right now? Right. Like well, and that's, I mean, I've seen, I don't remember who this video was, but you don't have to be actively acting to be an actor. You don't have to yep. actively be writing to be a writer. Right. You know, I can, right. I can say I'm an author, even though I'm not actively writing a book right this second. Yes. Right. You know, I have two, two other ones started, yep. but I'm not doing it right now. That right. doesn't mean I'm not a writer. Right. You know, so it's like, it's just kind of getting over this mentality of like, you have to be available all day, every day to do the thing that you need to do to, to have your existence be what you want it to be. And that's just not true. That's not true. And thankfully I have found myself in a place where I feel safe and taken care of. That's amazing. And I love everybody. Good. And I just am so, I cannot stress how grateful I am for it. That's amazing. It's just, it's the best. I'm so happy. I'm very happy for you. I'm Thank so happy. You. So that's how I'm a rich bitch. Yeah, that's great. That's L- also listener. incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I think there's something to be said about that. And um, I have to, you know, I'm speaking to myself, by the way. When I say, like, we need to learn how to slow down and then take that time. Girl. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Hello, Sarah. Sarah Seeds. Sarah Seeds, chill the fuck out. And and I've been good at it, especially when it comes to my family. When I'm with my family, it's like the rest of the world. I'm like, get just back away. Yeah. Because, because I have the thing where I'm very far from them. So when I see them, it's a few times a year, maybe. And I need my time with them. Yes. You know, especially with my mother um, and, you know, and my dad, too, because it's like, these are human beings who 
I've had so much time with and my time that's left with them isn't long as I'd like. Yeah. And, and I'm, I think about that a lot. I think about that all. I hate it. Yeah. I think about it not as much as I used to, because I've tried to be like, well, if I'm thinking about it, I'm not really actively with them right now. So let me just not be obsessed about that. Yeah. But does it make it not true? And, um, as someone who has a mother who's battled cancer twice, the second time it was stage four, it's very, <clears throat> very important to me to spend all the time I can because I got a wake-up call when she was sick, especially the second time, yeah. that I might not have time with her that I needed and wanted, that I thought I just had. Um, and I think it's extremely important. And I think that's what's helped me during the holidays really disconnect from the industry, really disconnect from all the things that are asked of me, because I know they will happen. I do all of them. But I think putting that boundary, I even at a meeting yesterday where they were like, so when, <clears throat> do you want to talk about this or we'll do this part of this thing or this, whether it was an op-ed, whether it was a pitch check, whether it's a acting thing. And my response was always like, I will be gone from this day to this day and then it will be there. But until then, she's out. Yeah. I've had to be like that because I think it's very important. And I think that's, I think we all need that. I try very hard. I try very hard when I'm at home with family to not be on my phone. Yes. Which is hard to do. Oh my God. It's it's very hard. Um, And this year I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I'm in a situation where I'm allowed to work remotely. Good. While I'm there, which is great. Yeah. Mike's doing that too. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like not going to happen. It's going to happen as much as I can make it happen. Certainly like Thanksgiving day. Oh yeah! Don't talk to me. Don't. Um, you know, and the day after usually, and the the day yeah. after is the one I'm working. Oh damn! But yeah. it's it's not like I'm gonna have to be chained to a desk or anything. Everything. Oh, yeah. Everything comes to my phone, so I'll be able to see it. But you know, the whole time with family thing, I think that's something about the holidays that bugs me the most is like, I had a very fortunate childhood in the sense that my parents were together. There were really no, no problems that we were at least aware of. Right. And we were always close to grandparents. So we had Thanksgiving dinner at grandma's house where the entire family was there every year. Me too. We had like the pizza Thanksgiving at grandma's house. Like it was so fun because like nobody wanted to cook. So like, and that was only half the time, but mm-hmm. we would, it would rotate. So like if, if it was at this grandma's house one yeah. year, then we would get the pizza. If it was yeah. at this ha- the house the other year, full turkey regalia. Full turkey regalia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like we had those traditions as a kid growing up and in the more recent years, my parents have like done the, the order out Thanksgiving dinner oh, thing, great. We get whole which foods. is wonderful. There's a vegan version and then a non-vegan version and we just get it and it's delish. There's a place that my dad uh, plays gigs at. My dad's a singer, songwriter, yeah. musician, whatever. Your and that's great. Hi, big fan. Hi, big fan. Love. Hi, dad. Uh, called the John Wright in Pennsylvania cool. and they do a full catered Thanksgiving every yep. year. We It's like 150 bucks or something like that. That's it's great. not a lot of money. Yeah. And we've done it the last couple of years and this year it's we delicious. went to do it and they were sold out already. Like, way farther in advance than they normally are. Do you guys have Whole Foods? They're just unreal. Probably, like, 45 minutes away. But we've already already decided we're going to be cooking, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to make bread. I'm going to make my famous bread. Um, Of course I will. My parents are going to be making the turkey. My grandma's making the pies and the sides. And we're all just going to contribute. But what makes me what makes me sad is that even though I've had this really fortunate foundation of like family Thanksgiving, family Christmas, um, as you know, as you get older, you know, siblings get married and they move away and they prioritize their spouses, families over you sometimes. And like, you know, me being a single gay man in my mid late mid late Mm -hmm. (laughs) thirties. You know, so, I'm yeah, no. I'm excited to go home and see my parents, yeah. and I really like. I just have had to accept over the last couple of years that the the family Thanksgiving, the family Christmas, where we're all together, it just isn't. It's not Viable. a thing anymore. Yeah. You know, my little sister lives in Florida. My older sister lives in Maryland, and you know, okay. it, it's just kind of a. It's a really big ask to be together for the holidays. And, you know, this year my parents talked about coming up to New York for Christmas and we would just like forge new memories and do that. They yeah. did that the year before shutdown. I they came up here. Christmas. Yeah. I took them to Rock Center to see the tree. They'd never been. Yeah. We saw a Yiddish fiddler. We went to dinner. We've done the Thanksgiving at Little Italy. My whole family came up and we did Thanksgiving in Little Italy. Oh, fun. It was phenomenal. I wonder what Christmas in Little Italy is oh, like. Oh, the meal of the whatever fish is. I'm sure it's incredible. 
Oh my god! Okay, every, I'm gonna, every I'm gonna need to meal. research, listener. If you know <laughs> of any good holiday places for family me to, for me to take my, I can tell you right now. Very conservative parents. Yeah, not very conservative, but just like they don't want to go to a club is what I'm trying oh, to say. We're not doing that. We're okay. not doing that. Uh, please drop. Please drop it in the comments because I need to. Ex- Janeiro, that's the gold plated, uh, gorgeous indoor outdoor. Of course, in winter it's not indoor outdoor, but it's like gold glass. And it's gorgeous. And we've been there for Thanksgiving as a whole family. Delicious. And we've been for for uh, Christmas Eve for my mom's birthday. We went last last year. And oh, it was fun. stunned. I know my friend Mary went to that restaurant called Robert in Columbus Circle. Mm-hmm. That's like the top floor of the museum. I've, been there twice. Yeah, I've I love never it. been. Oh, it looks great. amazing. I think the food was pretty good, but the views were really what we were there for. Right. You're not paying for the food. You're paying no. for the view. Whereas in Little Italy. The food Fuck. is like, oh my god, Stellar. oh my god. Yeah, I just need suggestions, listener. So drop them in the comments. Yeah, drop them. <laughs> Tell all of your suggestions. Give them to me. I will do them. I will document. I will report back. Yeah, that is that is an interesting thing because I've had to navigate that now. Me and Mike have been together three and a half years, and I think we've done a good job navigating who's like, what's family, like, what family were we with for this? You know. So my my um, my parents came up. Uh, for Christmas to New York last year instead of us being separate. And then for Thanksgiving, his whole family's coming down to Virginia. So oh, amazing. we're making it all happen. Yeah. And I think it's important because, yeah, it's like you're saying, I don't, I don't want to feel that energy of like, I'm not seeing my family and he's not seeing his, you know. Yeah. But is it, it is each other's fam, right? Like we are each other's families. I truly believe that. Harriet... Harriet is me, me, New York mom. She's such a star. She's my Greek mama, you know, <laughs> like for real. So yeah, but it it really is. I you know I understand when people are like, oh, the holidays are so hard for me. I'm not like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure not, for like, some drunk, people that don't have family totally, or like had a tragedy, absolutely. Or, and I'm not like drunken suicidal or terrible corner. family. <coughs> right. Hate. Of but, course you hate the holidays, of course. But like I that is my version of the holidays are hard because I really wish that we could just have everyone together yeah. like we used to. Yeah. If anyone's seen that episode of The Bear, the Christmas episode of The Bear is a great illumination of why some people don't go home for the holidays. I've not seen it. Oh, my God. That show is amazing. Wait, wait. We talked about this. Do you know what I'm watching right now? No. Rewatching? What? United States of Terra. <gasps> oh! I oh. just started season two last night. Oh, my God. First of all, such an easy watch. Did not remember that the episodes were only 25 minutes. I know. It's like you fly through Shows it. have gotten so long. Yeah. That, like, when something is 20-something minutes, when we used to just be like, that's what it is. It's so cool. Yeah. She just, like, glide t- right through. Um, Tony Collette is, oh. Oh my God, Tony Collette. is Australian Meryl Streep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I've decided she, the way, the way that they wrap season one and the episode of her in the recovery center and her deciding to leave. Yeah. Oh my. The, cause she goes like a situation happens where she confronts the person that she thinks is the reason why she split into these personalities. The altars. Yeah. And then all of the altars come out in succession and the way that she maneuvers through that, not only physically, oh, vocally, vocally and just like the way that her energy. eyes change. Oh, what Tony a gift. Colette is a gift. I also saw last night when I was Googling it, that it was three seasons. I thought it was only two. I've only seen two. I've only seen two also, but Google said three. So I have to rewatch now and I have to get Mike to watch it because he's he, never seen it. No. And it, which it, is it, insane. it's insane because Tony Colette, we all appreciate her. No Love. one in this household is not aware of how, he saw Hereditary, and he came to me. Hereditary, yeah. yeah. And he came to me, and he was like, Tony Collette, my God. Yes. And I was like, yes, we've I known. know. Since Muriel's wedding, we've Literally, known. she has been... It's Mariel. Mariel. <laughs> Mariel. Yeah, she's a spit. great... She's great accent she's work. She's brilliant. Great accent work. Oh, my work. fuck. But this show, I mean, there has been nothing like it ever no, since. No, no. United States of Terra is so underappreciated. It's so... But, you know, it's one of those shows that anyone who's ever seen it is like, oh, my God, that show. No yeah. one is like, is that... Well, and also, aside of one thing which I will address, it has stand, stood the test of time. It translates really well. Right. They have a gay son. The way that they handle oh, that I is know. brilliant. So great. I will say it is probably the whitest show I have seen oh, in yeah, a long it's very time. White. 
there is like nary a person of color in sight. Yeah, that's a mess. Um, they finally add one as the gay neighbor's partner in season two. But okay. but it was the first. It was like watching it. I was like, wow, this is just the whitest casting yeah. you yeah. could ever ask for. It is. But the story lines of all of the characters and all of the altars yeah. are nuts. Oh, my God. And I the love way all- that she tries to f- pinpoint it. And then in the end, this is a spoiler. So if you haven't seen spoiler it, guys, like, please, please, please a don't be coming. spoiled because <coughs> it is an amazing show. And it's I don't an want you to show. be spoiled. So, so uh, flip ahead like five minutes. Yeah, okay. maybe not five. Maybe just like two. Okay. But anyway, so like <laughs> they're they're in the rehab center talking to the guy that like assaulted her. Right. And. They're piecing things together. And as they're talking about it, all of a sudden her one of her altars comes out. T comes out, who's like this 15, 16 year old yes. girl. And she starts spilling the tea and she's like, that was my night. And you did that with me. And like, blah, 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 blah. And then Buck comes out and he's like, if I was there, I would have grabbed you by the balls and ripped him right off. And then T comes back and she's like, she was like, it wasn't just you. She was like, it was your friend Michael too. And his dick was huge. And that really beat me up. And then he was like, and then they started fucking each other. And the guy's wife is there and she's like, what? And he's like, oh my God. And they like have to leave. Yes. And T is just going off. off saying all the things that have happened and like the way that she switches between and like Alice comes out and Alice. T comes out and it's, it's just Step like what the realness. fuck yeah. and I also forgot because the thing that sticks with me is the way the series ends which is all of them sitting in the truck driving away yes um mm-hmm. and like the new ones that they've added yeah <clears throat> but then the way they end season one I totally forgot is them all of the whole family in the bowling alley yes and then they're all sitting around her Yep, talking. Yep. And just like hanging out. Just hanging. Doing the thing. No, it's really well it done. I was, remember that shot. It that gave me chills last night watching it. The I was like, I scene forgot. While all of her altars are just around, while she's with her family. Also, like, what a dope family. Dope family. Because uh, that yes, daughter, it's hard. the agency that that daughter has, and how she goes to that like chain restaurant's HR. Yes. And they're, and like they put her down, but they're like, you seem like a young woman who knows what she's doing. And she's like, um, fuck you. Yeah. Because she's trying to get a paycheck. Yeah. Um, and the whole time I just kind of wanted to be like, your manager's over 18 and you are 15. Right. So just say that part. Yeah, just say that. Like, I don't know. That was that was another thing that I was like, the test of time would not have, like, that company would have settled. Yeah, that company would have been like, done. here's a check, don't well, speak to us ever Well, again. it is of the time, truly. 100%. I mean, I mean, it's not like, so the reason it stands the test of time is because it's good. And it's real emotions it's and human, so and it's going into to things that people don't d- discuss, and it's raising awareness for the DID personality, you know, all that stuff. But what's really interesting too is like even the stuff that maybe wouldn't fly now. That's how it was then. So it, yeah. yeah, in Middle America, that's how fucking shit flew. Yeah, like people yeah. wouldn't say something, or people would allow that behavior, or people because I can't imagine you know those two cunty bitches like seeing her at the mall and just being like. You getting better? Like, like fuck those hoes. The, there is there are some like weird like female friend dynamics that I feel like would not happen now. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully. But I mean, just she is. I I think this is one of the shows that I needed to revisit sooner. Yeah, and I, I think next next is going to be pushing daisies. Oh yeah, because goddamn and six feet under. I've never watched that. You should watch it. Aren't there like seven seasons of that? I don't even know, dude. I only saw like some of it, but it really impacted me. One one of my favorite ones was Nip Tuck. Oh, yeah. I had the DVDs for that. Well, I saw about, I think for Nip Tuck, I saw, well, it kind of got to the point to me where it was like, are they, and this is not their fault or anything, but are, are they creating a problem by having this show or are they making a good show about something? Do you know what I mean? I mean, can it be both? I think True. that that show was just... Next level. That's true. That's true. One it's of my favorite drag level. queens is on it. So, Willem. Willem. Yeah. That was my introduction to Willem. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 But, like, there was a period of time, and the reason why I know Willem at all, because I don't yeah. really follow drag, yeah. is from that show. And also, there was a period of time where they were, like, the quintessential trans person yeah. in shows, even though they're not a trans person. Right. They're like, who is a palpable, reasonable human that we can make? Yeah, she's a trans- a, they're just a cross-dresser who loves what they do. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it worked at the time. And we're back. Sorry, we had like a moment. Technical of, difficulties. Yeah, we, I think it got bumped. I have no idea what's going but on. But as I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, right. At the time, at Willem the time, was not, is not trans. No. 
And now that at least would not, not to fly. my knowledge at this point. And now that would not fly. There'd be a whole yeah. outrage about like sure. hiring a trans actor, which is which wasn't a conversation back then. Sure, and it, it wasn't a conversation. Wow. There were no. It's not that I was aware of. I was like a teenager, so right. Well, we were a little baboos when this came out. But also, yeah. I think too, it's like this was somebody willing to dress and be outside the binary gender spectrum at the time. You know, everyone was like. Women wear dresses and men wear na na na, and this is like how this works. And here's Willem being a fab crossdresser and having a character that's so prominent in a show that people are watching. And was, I think that's that the show win. Was, I completely agree. Yeah, that's and the I, win. I will also say something about United States of Terra too. That like, you know, the brother's like not out, but he's out, but he's not out. And there was a moment where his friend says to him. um, like he's in love with like the the super ultra pastor Christian yes. Christian boy kid, yes. and they like have a thing and whatever. And his girlfriend, his female friend, yeah, says, um, "Just be careful because I don't want you to end up like crucified on a fence in the middle of nowhere somewhere." And he looks at her and he goes, "Too soon." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's a Matthew Shepard reference!" Oh my and god, I, you're right. I didn't even pick up on it. Wow, I didn't either. I was like, when "Oh, it like, what's too soon to talk about Jesus?" LOL. No, I thought that was the joke. It was and Matthew then... Shepard, and wow. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Wow. And I was like, "What? What a placement! What a subtle, tiny little See, placement!" I didn't even get it. I was now I would get gobsmacked it, on my couch. Now, like, if I really saw it, I'd be like. Like you're doing. I'd be like, oh shit. Yeah, it was like a big moment. So like, again, wow. a testament to the brilliant writing of that show. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Flow from Progressives in it. Is she? Yeah, season one. Bunch of times. She's the one who's like, make the cakes for the thing. She shows up at the mall. That's Flow from Progressive. Stop it. It is. It's her the whole time. I didn't even... Oh, I knew immediately. I remember when I saw it the first time, she just put the Flow from Progressive commercials. And it goes, that Flow from Progressive? Oh, yeah. Good for her. Wait a minute. I'm looking this up. Yeah, do it. Look it up. I am, I literally, literally watched it yesterday. Yeah, I'm shocked you didn't notice. That's fucking Flow from Progressive. Hang on a second. Wait, United States of Terra. Uh Wow, that is not the word United. (laughs) United United States of Terra cast. I do love um, looking back at things and seeing like, oh, shit. You were in this? Fucking love that. Wait, where's Flo from Progressive? She's in it. I just watched one of the episodes and there she was. It's uh, when they're doing the bake sale. I think it's episode one. She's in episode one. She's in the next one at the mall. She's one of the women. Oh, she's like a, she's like a tiny little bit part. Yeah, but she's in like a couple episodes. Oh, hang on a minute. All right, hang on. I'm gonna have to, I mean, Brie, <laughs> Brie Larson, well, obviously. Uh, doi. Um... Just look up who Flo from Progressive is, and then like see her. But she's in it. Um, and oh, there's Andrew a Lawrence. He's the Christian kid. Yeah. And then Valerie Mahaffey. I know her from Desperate Housewives. There's so many great people in this. Viola Davis. Yeah. She hasn't come in yet. Yeah. I'm only. I remember her character, but I don't want to get into two. it. But I remember her character. Um, I'm not seeing Flo from Progressive. What is her actual name? Do I don't know. know. Okay. Just Google what Flo from Progressive. <laughs> I just saw it. And I was like, oh, there she is. I knew she was in it. And and when it came out, I knew because that was when she first got the contract. Interesting. Okay. Well, I will vet. I will not vet. I will figure this out later because I don't want to take up our time figuring no, out who Flo from Progressive is. Um, well, I want to give her her flowers. So, like, let's see. I just, I, that, that actress. Stephanie Courtney. Okay. Stephanie Courtney. Let's look at early life and education. No, we want to look at filmography. Um, I can type terribly right now. It's not even listed on her Wikipedia. Oh, wait, that's movies, television. 2000. Yep. Nine, United States of Terra. Yep. Told you. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. I knew immediately. So she was on screen. I was like, and there's Flo. Interesting. Yep. Stephanie Courtney. There's actually a clip of her on YouTube of her just being in it. Um, I watched it the other day. Um, I'm gagged. Yeah. That woman has to be rich as fuck. She's so rich. It's crazy. She's actually, um, she's actually richer than you could ever even imagine. She's richer than she owns an Island. Now she is. She owns an Island. Yep. 
She's, she's so done rich. a lot. She's so rich. That's my point. It's like we don't talk about all the other shit she did other than flow from progressive. Although, good for her. But my point is, is that she is getting it. She only did one episode. Let me see. Let me show you. Maybe it was the pilot, but. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm about to find the clip I found. That's so funny. Yeah. She is literally, yeah, here's um, her at the mall. I found it. Oh, That's my God, you found one. it. The main, the main one is the is the cake one, but this is not the one I'm finding. Anyway, guys. We we're, we're fucking around so bad with this. I know. I need to read it. See? There she is. Oh, my God, you're right. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That doesn't even look like her. Yeah, but it does. It know? does, I mean, it does, but it doesn't in the yeah. sense that like we're so used to seeing her with like the bob and the bright, yeah, like whatever. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, she looks like a anyway. Real sorry, person. listener, that was just something that needed. Well, no, to happen. I just think it's fun. I think it needed to happen. <laughs> yes, I think it's important. People need to know the flow of progressive was on the United States of Terra, but also is an actress of all sorts of other things and so many other things. Yeah, and and I think it's like one of those things where it's like people are like, oh, I bet she feels. And this is, they're wrong. They're like, I bet she feels like, oh, pigeonholed because now she's flow progressive. I'm like, baby girl, she's a multimillionaire she now. Is she is feeling an pigeonholed island. in her multi-million dollar. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> she is having the best time of life. Because now in the commercial, she barely has to do much. She doesn't have to do anything. I know. It's all, I also feel felt that way about like the Dell guy and the Verizon guy. Oh, I know the Dell guy. Do you? Ben. I know He's that he wonderful. was he was like booted off of whatever for Oh, let me talk about Ben. Yeah, I, marijuana uh, use and yep. then he was on Broadway for something. Yeah, and he was in a play with one of my friends and then I got to know him and he's wonderful and beautiful and gorgeous. Yeah. So Ben is wonderful. He He's was, like that quintessential two, early 2000s Dude, look. get Adele. Yeah. Dude, get a, you're getting like, Adele. Dude, you're getting Adele. And also, like, when you see him go, dude, get Adele, don't you think he probably smokes weed? Are any of you surprised? Right. Shut up. That's kind of what the character's modeled after. Um, yeah, Ben Curtis is his name. He is fab. I um, I met him when he did an off-Broadway play. Um, I can't remember. It was the Theater of the... Theater of the New City. Yeah, like that. I think it Downtown. was that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was there. And um, I went backstage because I knew a bunch of the cast, and then he was just kind of there. And we really hit it off. We hit it off at the premiere I was invited to, and then we just were kiki kaka. And he is just someone who's been through so much. Can, can you imagine being that young and that much pressure on you? He was like, you? what, 16? He was a baby. He was yeah, a baby. Baby. And you're the face of an entire, the one of the biggest at the time brands of all time. It was right when personal computers were like a thing. You know, he was like, he was the face of Dude Get Adele. Yeah. And it was one of the most successful marketing campaigns of all time. People talk about it still in like marketing yeah, classes. Because it was brilliant. It was so brill. To have an everyday dude be like, dude, just get Adele. You know, like it was like they got it. And he was such a New Yorker too. So here he talks about his story about how 9-11 happened while he was living here and what that did to him psychologically, what the firing did in terms of like, his marijuana usage and how he felt like that was so overblown. And it totally obviously was. it's like, he's like doing crank in the, in the alleyway. It's like, <laughs> it's bro, like shooting up on a commercial I know. set. Like, oh, and he was still doing his work, but that what sucks is that leaked that he had smoked marijuana. Like it's so dumb. When I say this, I feel like such a, Stupid Karen, even saying like he was smoking. He was smoking, he was smoking, the, smoking the devil's grass. Baby, it it is legalized now. I wish the poor man. I wish it was. Not, I wish it was like that for him then. But whatever, we're puritanical idiots. We're so stupid. I fucking can't. Anyway, he got that was something that came out. They fired him openly. It was very open, and I it remember. was dehumanizing. Yeah, and he had to rebuild himself. He had to decide like, what do I want to do with my life? Because I lost the biggest thing of all time. And I'm still here, though. Duh. Duh. Legend. Uh, legend. And he's, like, lived in New York. He went, he lived here during 9-11. He's such a New Yorker kind of dude. Love him. Um, and now he runs a yoga, male wellness, everything in, like, Costa Rica. And he has a Gorgina at the time. I don't know if it's still the way it is. But Gorgina wife who who is all there for his mental health advocacy. She's the co-creator of all the things that he does. And he just is a gorgeous human who still acts here and there because he is still very good at acting. He's very, he's repped well, I think. And he 
will pop in and do things here and there, but he's just like, yeah, now I'm, now I'm all about wellness and mental health and, and men yeah. being open about how we can be vulnerable. Let's stop being like, I'm a man. Yeah. You know, well, like, and that also reminds me of like Matt Gorey from yes. um, how to get away with murder. Yes. He has a whole platform that talks. Isn't about he that. from orange is new black is how I know him. He was from that too. Yeah, that's he, how I know. But he was like a guest star on that, and then oh, he was a big part on that. He was dating one of the one. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah, no, I know. But I mean, to me, like how to get away with murder. He was like, oh, one right. Of the he's stars. like, he's like the one yeah. of the bills. Because I remember cast. watching that and being like, oh, it's the guy from Orange Is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And then I started following him on Instagram, and I followed for his sure, whole for thing. sure. But like he, there, he had a very public like weight gain thing that people came after him for, right. and that's kind of when he just started this whole conversation. Because honestly, I think he looks better, bigger. Yeah. Um. Some most people do. He looks good because he looks like he has eaten recently. Yeah. And <laughs> how dare he? How dare he? And he, I just, I love following him and listening to what he has to say. He does book recommendations for men's health and emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. and like, I just, he's just such a great. Yeah. I've never met him, but he's on my list of people I want to meet. Yeah. We love. Yep. I think he is phenomenal. I love how he presents himself on social media. I love the causes he's for. We co-sign across the board. Um, rich bitch behavior. Rich bitch behavior. Um, so, and, and I think there's something to say about the male uh, machismo, to- toxic. Oh, it's so terrible. It's so terrible. And I, I think that Ben, what we were talking about, um, Ben being dude get Adele being like the bruh like he had to come to terms with like this is a persona this is somewhat like not really what I'm at and I don't know I just think he he's really just come a long way and he and we still message each other every so often and yeah I know him I think he's phenomenal I just it sucks that that happened to him and I remember being a teenager little baby like preteen whatever it was when all that shit went down and being like so judgy and I, really, I hate myself for it. I really want to. I really want to pin this on him, and I don't know if this is true, but in my mind, he's the reason why puka shells were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Frosted to tips, be clear, puka to be shell. clear, and so Justin Timberlake. But the yeah. gays did it first. Oh, what? That is how we. That's how we knew who each other was back in the day. It was the frosted, gays always do it first. Frosted tips, like the little frosty yep. pull through the cap hair, which mm-hmm. I did, mm-hmm. and puka shells. That's how yeah. we. That's how we dog signaled to each other. Yes. Uh, and then dude, you're getting Adele came along with the little puka shell and hetero normalized it. It did. I think there's a lot of so things. it's his fault. It is his fault. <laughs> ben, how dare you? Not that you didn't have enough happen to you, but how right, dare right. you? Um, but no, I think there's something to say for that because also like we steal from gay culture all the time, especially Constantly. black gay culture, especially yes, trans black 100%. gay culture, because a lot of the slang that we use now for things that I use are from those communities. 100%. So, and I acknowledge that, but, but it has become such a yas or hi or uh, all like all that work, uh, all the things that are coming from that thing are from the ball scene, tens yeah. across the board. All the things that came from that air, that from that that's still now. By the way, balls are still happening. I was invited to one uh, a couple weeks ago, and I really wanted to go. But my point is, is that we we steal a lot of these things from the thing and don't cite the source. We're all guilty of that. It's just that I think we need to acknowledge that. Gay culture, gays make a lot of the shit happen. Yes, they do. I agree. And black women. And black women, my God. The center of the universe. The center of the fucking universe. Every time I look at like voting and I see how many black women showed up to vote, I'm like, they're going to be fine. Yeah. They carried you asses. Like, I remember there's, there are specific elections where I was like, yeah. And then they're like, but black women voted this way. 97% of black women came through and voted this way. And I'm like, God, you guys just carry us all. Honestly. You don't need to be doing that so much. I'm sorry that that black women have had to, oh God, bear the brunt of so many fucking things, whether it's elections, whether it's how women are treated, whether it's speaking out, whether it's their bodies, whether it it makes me sick about science. I love science. Obviously, I think science is what we should use on medical shit. But the (laughs) fact that scientists for a while were saying in this country that black women don't feel pain. So they did multiple experiments. I know that they experience experiments and all this crazy shit that they did because quote unquote black women. No, they're strong as fuck, but they can feel pain. You dumb fucking idiots. I uh, help. But anyway, United States, United States of Terrorism. So yeah, puka, puka shells. <laughs> fuck. It's hard yeah. not to get deep though. When, when certain things are like, so of the lexicon and, um, and especially if it lights you up and it like, it pisses you off and gets you, you yeah. know, Gets your goat going. It fucking grinds my gears. 
It fucking grinds my gears. Misinformation grinds my gears. Not citing the proper sources grinds my gears. Um, nobody's perfect, though. That whole shit, too. I hate virtue signaling. Same. Like, I can't right now. Like, what the things we're saying right now are things I'm actually passionate about. I'm not here for you guys to be like, what a nice white bitch. Like, I don't give a fuck. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to talk about what the <laughs> what fuck. What a nice white bitch. What a kind white woman. Thank God she's doing that. No, Episode it's the title. Le- Episode it's the title least right I could there. fucking do. It's the least I could fucking do. What don't fucking pat nice me on the back. white bitch. Shut up. Yeah, no, it's always these people that tweet like, what if blah, 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 and blank, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then they disappear. And then um, they have zero black friends. And then that's who they are. They've never met one. You know, a lot of Los Angeles shit. Love you. White, white women, white women, come the fuck on. Live, Just laugh, love, and you're, and you're, live, laugh, love, and you're cursive, and you're running on the beach oh, with, no. your, with Actually, your wood shit. Wait, cursive? Hang on. Talk Sorry, to me. this is a full right turn. I would love that because I'm going to go off and I'm probably going to trouble. So you guys, <laughs> stop I, me, please. I saw uh-huh. a TikTok, I believe it was, today, uh-huh. this morning, that was talking about how because of the education system cutting cursive out of the teaching uh-huh. things, uh-huh. that none of these kids have signatures. Uh-huh. And so, like, their voting registration, their DMV, whatever, they have no way to sign it. Wow. They just write their name, which literally anyone can do. Yeah. And so a lot of these kids are having a hard time registering wow, to vote that's or get so weird. or whatever because they don't have the ability to write in cursive. Right. Which wow. is, like, something I never would have considered. No, because honestly, I've been that person where people are like, did you know they're not teaching cursive in school anymore? I was like... Yeah, who fucking cares? We didn't really need it. Like, I don't know why we care. But that's why. But that's why. Signatures. How do you sign anything? Because, like, to be honest, like, it's not like a great, cute novelty thing. We're all writing letters to each other, and we need to write cursive because cursive script is blankety blank, blank, blank. It's great to read it. I I think if I was a child now, I hope. I've always been this kind of person where I want to know how most of the things, and even the things that maybe aren't in practice anymore, I don't want to feel left out of the gig. I couldn't wait to learn it. No, I think it's great. I mean, I loved it because that was what we did. But I'm just saying if I was born now, I feel like I would be like, you know, I want to learn a little bit of that that script thing because that is... That is the handwriting that my old parents. That's pinkies use. up, babes. Yeah, that, I'm living. Up. It's pinkies up. But but to be honest, in a practical form, like that, the, a lot of people are like, can you believe they're not teaching? I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking care. I don't really use it to honest myself. Other than I love it to write my signature. To sign. Yep. To so sign things. I've been that bitch that I've been like, cool story. It. Let's I, talk about things that matter. I but I get lo- it. I also lol because like again, I do my little morning page. It's one page. It's a one pager now. Because oh, okay. For time, but I'm doing it. Um, with the exception of today, because I stayed in bed too long. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, but like my handwriting, same. my handwriting on that is so bad. Oh, it's terrible. I look and like, like I, have, I, I know my dad strokes. is listening and this is not to shade my dad, but my dad's handwriting is atrocious. Yeah. And it always has been, even since I was a kid, I remember being was he like, a doctor ever. No. Okay. Not even close. Never mind. Um, but I remember being like, oh my God, dad's handwriting is so terrible. I never want my handwriting to be like that because my mom's is pristine. Oh, my mom's handwriting is awesome. And too. mine used to be. And as I'm doing this like morning page writing situation, it's it's like there's my dad's handwriting right there. It's right coming there. out of my hand. Papa. It's like, what is this word? There's like three legible letters and then scratch between the Yes. Th- <laughs> yes. Them. I'm like, no, no offense, dad, but I oh, know I'm turning into my dad. No, I'm doing the same thing. I actually thought that this is so weird too that. Speaking of genetics, it's so weird how like yeah. things will come out and you're like, oh man, I didn't even think this could be a connection. Right, I'm turning into my parents. Like I write, you know, I feel like I'm not turning into my parents in a lot of ways. Like I'm really moving away. I think it's because I left like you and there's like a lot of things you're not doing. But also I think there's things too that like are unavoidable. Yeah. Like the handwriting. I have, me and my brother are like, our handwriting is atrocious. And if I tried hard, it looks good, but I don't fucking care enough to do that. So my handwriting looks like gutter trash. And me and my brother both showed our handwriting, and it's almost identical, me and my brother's handwriting. Oh, my God. Sibling identity Ooh, handwriting. Wow. And it's a it's an amalgam of my dad's and a little bit of my mom's, but I think my mom's is so, she's an art teacher, is so stylized and blocky and cool. Of course. When she writes, let, like, letters, people are like, 
holy shit, who wrote this? Like my mom. It's like an, it looks like another language. This is it's reminding, gorgeous. You saying art teacher with your mom is reminding me of like back when we were in like middle school and high school. They had the the gel pens. Oh. And like all your fancy handwriting oh, with the gel yes. pens. Listener, if you are under the age of 30, yes. you will not know what I'm talking yes, about. But, but back in the early aughts, we had these brightly Barely. colored gel pens that just oh. were like luscious pen strokes. Juicy. They were juicy. Oh. It, they looked like lip gloss. Oh, some and of it was glitter. like blue. And yes, the glitter ones and the blue uh. and the green and the pink and the yellow. And we would write our notes in high school and middle school in yeah. our notebooks with these gel pens. And they were like Stick totally you. a thing. And so I just, I'm like having a very clear memory of like maybe seventh or eighth grade with the gel pens. Oh, do you remember the ones too that would write on like black paper? Yes. Like the blackboard yes, version yes, of yes, it? Yes, 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 No, not really. It's not chalk. But it, was it was dark. Like, it was like iPhone dark screen before. Oh, <laughs> before yes. That was a thing. Andrew has dark screen too. But yes, it's iPhone dark screen. Yeah, but my but point But Andrew's is, doing counts. Yeah, but don't count. Never mind. We have green text. I'm so sorry. I hope we all, yeah, we shall go somewhere and hide. Yes. Um, shame, 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 Khaleesi. Um, Oh no, it's Cersei. But anyway, my point is, is exactly right. Like that fucking gel pen movement. Oh. And the, it was like one of the things that made me excited about having good me handwriting too. because it was so pretty. Oh no, then my and handwriting was colored, because I gave a fuck. Yes, it was like the, it was like the modern day quill. Yeah. <laughs> but I was also the asshole that like had a quill. Oh, I didn't have a quill. I was like, like I well, I had a briefcase the first day of school. I had a raccoon God, hat. You're so gay. I was such a piece I of shit. I love how gay and fun and actually, you are. it makes me. I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. That's it, so much. Being in the shower is innocuous, but like, yeah. I was thinking about there's this picture. Just that, know that though. This yeah. there's this picture that my parents took of me on my first day of preschool. Yeah. And I have this black, red, and white striped polo shirt on. <sighs> With my yeah. little brown briefcase in front of me, and uh. I'm smiling, and I just was thinking about it. it. Was like that was the last time that I didn't know any better. Wow! In the sense that, like, I went off to school and I got made fun of. Yep, you thought you I got, were. I thought I was good to go. Yeah, and I you got didn't there, think anyone would ever be mean to you for the stupidest fucking reason. People didn't like me for no reason. I got beat up. I got treated like shit. I got Fuck called that. names. Um, and I just I was thinking about that. I was like, that was the last time. That Damn. I felt a particular way about myself. Now, I don't know what that particular way about myself was or how it felt or whatever, but definitively from that moment on, everything changed. You weren't exposed to the, to the evilness of Right, because children. I had my, my parents who were present, my grandparents who were very active in our they lives. They supported you and your choices and your clothing choices and who you were. Yes. A lot of us didn't have that. We I played dress-ups. My mom had all of her old dresses that she made for herself in high school, <sighs> which she made for herself because she was tall and there was no clothing for God, tall women. Oh, God. And me and my sisters would put on all of her old homecoming dresses Love. and like run around the house. and sp- there, She had one that was like a purple silk. And I would put it on and I would just spin around and watch the fabric go around me because I thought it was so pretty. Heaven. <laughs> but then like, but then that became like a shameful quote unquote thing to yeah. do because I went to school and I learned what being gay was. That makes me sad. And we grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere surrounded by farms. You would have been the kid that I would want to talk to. Yeah. Because I was immediately like, oh my God. I love this this person. I was in hiding for most of my life. Yeah. There was also something I heard the other day. I don't remember... It was probably, I don't, I always pretend like I don't remember where it was. It was TikTok. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this thing on. Like, I don't know where on it this, was, but it was fucking TikTok. On this TikTok. network. Uh, on this thing, hang on. Was it, oh, no, TikTok. Is okay. it an article I read? No, no it's, it's not. It's a video it was a from somebody. When I say I saw an article, okay, it, was, yeah, cool. it was TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was talking about how. <laughs> she was 12. Keep going. Queer people, mm-hmm. their first dance, their first kiss, their first crush, their first, uh. is mired in trauma. Because like you go to that dance, there's no one there for you. You go to homecoming and you're on the court. You're not. You're not winning. The person that you're with is not your person. God. The first crush you have, they don't. That's they're not, not returned. Into that. They're not returned. And it's just like every first that you have that is exciting and new and fun for yeah. the heteronormative binary it is. people. Right. Yeah. Um, is mired in trauma for the rest of us. And I was like, wow, that explains literally everything about my whole life. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> wow. Well, um, you said, I was red. You said uh, the quiet part out loud. You, you, you said, hi, you're the problem. I'm the problem <laughs> yeah. with me. Um, that's sad. And that's, um, I, I want that to be different. And I feel like 
We were making steps to make it different. I think, I think it's different I think now. it's different. It is different. I don't know if it's like 100%. It's not better. Of course, it's not 100%, 100% better. But, but I feel... It's better. Without knowing anyone who's yeah, five as and not starting a five preschool, year old or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like the environment in which we are in now is inherently better and more you're progressive. You're right. Actually, you're very much Than right. it was when I was five years old. Because that uh, was like 100%. the early 90s. I have friends that have like five-year-olds now. And, you know... Uh, seeing their friend friends that are around them whatever it's so much more accepting kids aren't like you know like they're just more like that's cool also it's new york so it's a different animal different yeah animal. different and maybe new york was always talking like that. about farm so like, is that kid dressed as an owl today for no reason absolutely cool. love that fucking kid. love that for him because even i was like um i wasn't particularly bullied i don't think until like later and then i wasn't but there was a there was a time where I think it was like middle school era where we were transitioning and puberty was hitting us and I went through a goth phase and then I got out of it. Who didn't go through a goth I mean, phase? But that was the time Hot where I felt like bitch. mostly bullied, <laughs> but I don't think it had, but, but I have the privilege of never was it about my sexuality or was it about anything, but they just, they just didn't like me. But the thing is, when I was little, I went to a Christian preschool. Oof. Yeah. And there was like this, whole thing where I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast we might have where when I was four I've always kind of been a gal who dressed in guys clothes and thought it was cool it's really nothing to say about my sexuality I am open-minded but I've been about boys since the day I was you know I remember being four and be like that's my husband that's Same. my other one that's my boyfriend <laughs> you know just being like that was me yeah I never was though one of those girls that and this always creeps me out because as a girl who loves her dad, I never was like, I want to marry my dad. And I remember, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of that. Yeah. And sorry if I'm shaming you, because I was like, eight, I felt like it was 80% of my class was like, I want to marry your dad because it's the only guy I know, my dad. But I remember being like, ew, that's your dad. I remember being four and being like, ew, that's your dad. No offense, dad, love you, never wanted to marry you. So, That whole sorry. culture thing is that so That whole thing weird is so too. weird. I've I never don't... felt that way. I don't understand it. Even as a child, I was like, no, I feel like that's off. I feel like I want to, like, marry that kid. That boy. Right. That's my age. That right. fucking boy. That's what it's doing for me. Not <laughs> not this, not the old motherfucker that, you know, that had me. But like, I, they were like, but they did say for pictures this year, and this is a Christian, again, a Christian preschool, Presbyterian too, dress to the person that you admire, you know? And I greatly admired my father. Mm-hmm. So I came to school for f- school pictures in a tie, in a thing, because I felt like, well, you said dress to someone you admired. I can't even tell you the level of like people being like, not kids, kids didn't give a fuck. The adults being like, oh my God, she's dressed as a boy for picture day yeah. forever. It's was, always the adults. It's one of my favorite photos I've ever had taken of me. Yeah. It's one of my favorite photos. You, peaked, so d- you peaked at four. No, I peaked again. <laughs> I peaked again when I was eight. And, I was, Philo, and I was Philo Q. Faxit in the uh, Noah's Ark play at my church. And I was the antagonist. And I had more monologues than anyone else, more lines. And I knew how to hit the comedy bitch. And I remember I knew, I was like, I'm going to be a star. The minute I did this play, I did this play. And basically, it's Noah's Ark. And the only antagonist they could come up with, because there's no one really stopped. What's the flood? Is the flood. That's the antagonist <laughs> Sarah the world. played the flood. <laughs> I played the lawyer. So it's obviously very, you know, historically accurate, as is the original story. Um but that I'm the lawyer who says that he's he's breaking all these laws and citations by building such a big ass arc, and my character's name was Philo Q. Faxon. And at this time, I had cut my own hair into a bowl cut because I had chicken pox from my brother, and I just was like, I fucking can't do this. Also, everyone's passing me at soccer now because I played with boys too. I was really good, and they were just passed to me. And I remember being like, Oh, this short hair is working for me right now. So I kept it. And my character, Philo Q. Faxit, wore a full suit. And one of my favorite photos of me is me as Philo Q. Faxit. I found it the other day. Short-haired, full suit, giving power. Lesbian, for sure. And I get it. And I was living. And I felt so fucking powerful in that suit. I loved my haircut then. Now I love a long, uh, just giving. I love big hair, long hair, don't care, makeup to the gods. Femme era. But I loved being Philo Q. Faxit. And you know what? Everyone just got with it for that version because I was playing a character, but also because I made everyone laugh. And so I realized that I could dress as a pirate to school as long as I made everyone laugh. There you go. And it fixed it. I mean, very similarly in that, you know, 
queer people often have to either completely hide or develop a sense of humor. Yeah. Be self-depreciating. Be the clown. Right. So like that was my, that was my journey is how I became, you know, self-deprecating and funny as I am now. Yes. Because I had to figure it out. Right. It was a survival method. Right. Um, but anyway, not to get too on the sallow, so- sorry, sad side of things, because we do want to have some festive oh, yeah. moments. So fu- finish this out, because I think we did a whole 30 minute and then we bumped something and now we're doing <laughs> I think We've we're just really, going. We're all over the place today. No, but we are, but also like our episodes are just getting better. I'm getting a lot of great feedback from people. I love. Yeah, everyone's just like, no, I listen to this. I, I, you guys are seamless. It's great. The tens and tens of people who are listening. Tens, tens across the board. <laughs> oh, how dare you? No, but I love Thousands. doing it. I think we're great. No, I think we are great. I know we're great. That's not really the pro- You know, that's not yeah. really a question. So for holiday realness, uh, love Thanksgiving, love Christmas. We'll do a Christmas moment. Yeah. Let's do a Christmas right now? No, in another episode. Okay, cool. So for Thanksgiving, we're going to gather with our fams. I'm very excited about... You know, because it's America, so the the, the decorations Yeehaw. have already come out. Some things are already decorated. I cannot wait for the Rockefeller tree. She's Gorgina. She's, she's from New York State, upstate. Mm-hmm. She's tall. She's giving face. Same. And lights and festivity. She's giving it all. Yes. And I cannot wait for Mariah Carey to just be out and unfrozen I, and singing yes. her face off. The, she's my favorite part of the year. Oh, my God. Yeah, all I want for Christmas is her. All I want for Christmas is Mariah. Mariah Carey has now become Christmas. I think she is Santa Claus now. I think she. I think that's She's by design. Santa. It's by design. It's perfect. Oh, the marketing is right. It's always right. She knows exactly what she's doing. She does. I love it's it. It's so camp. And calculated. Camp, calculated, and cunty. And everything and I giving. want. Three gifts. Three Cs. Camp, calculated, cunty. Love. I think that's the, I think that's the holiday spirit right there. That's the, that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Camp. <laughs> camp. In the name of the camp. Camp. Calculation. The calculation and, and the cuntiness. spirit. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> by the blood of the lamb, by the blood of, yeah. By the blood of uh, yeah. wine. Well, I mean. That sounds good to you're, me. You're gone all, all week for Thanksgiving. I'm yep. gone half a week for Thanksgiving. Yep. So I love you. I can't wait to, after this, get a massive cocktail in my mouth. In my mouth. In my big mouth. Big, stupid, dumb, 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 mouth. dumb, gaping mouth. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, y'all. Let's go do that. Let's go put some money on the <laughs> table at the bar. Money on the table. <laughs> Give me alcohol. Bye. You're so rich. Uh, pay me. Pay me.